Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on Sunday. It's about 1.30 in the afternoon. So a lot of uh, a lot of signings last night, a handful today, but nothing major. We don't know what's going on with LeBron. We don't know what's going on with Kawhi. Uh, but to talk about the deals that have gone down and what we think is going to happen next, PJ, my co-host, what's up, man? Welcome to the Decision Cave. Yeah, except we won't actually be making any any free agency decisions, unfortunately. If we could, we would. We could help them decide, though. I'm more than willing to tell every free agent where they should spend the next three to five years of their career. Um, I think that I, I see no reason why they shouldn't be trusting you with decisions like that. Yeah, you know, LeBron doesn't want to hear any pitches, and I'm I'm not here to give him any. I'm just straight to the decisions, just just hard facts. That's all we're working on here. So. Um, I did not expect so many big deals to be going down last night like they uh, did. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ultra, I thought the moratorium is this this was the, the uh, just where teams started talking. It's it's incredible how the minute that deadline lifted, how many teams were able to whip up contracts and get them signed, you know, so quickly. Yeah, that is uh that really is something, right? It's, it's I, I wish I was that efficient at getting deals done. They uh I'd have a lot of free time on my hands. Like, why Why do they even have this mandate? It's so stupid. Yeah, like, the whole tampering, all this crap, like, it's... Because you know the players are talking to each other. Like, I understand the idea of guys under contract and, you know, not really trying to mess with existing team personnel in, in some ways. Like, But this free agency stuff, yeah, it's, like, pretty much... Once the season's done, it should just kind of be like, all right, you can kind of do whatever. Although I, I will say that, uh, you know, a lot of these, the bigger signings, they were all coming back to their existing teams with Paul George, KD, CP3. So it's not like, I mean, obviously those guys have been talking about next season and, and farther along during this past season. Um, but, you know, we saw this. Last year, I, I can't think of a great example of a huge contract that was signed by a guy leaving his team right, like right at at midnight. But that's where it's just really sketch. Like yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, like he signed yeah. right away. He technically shouldn't be talking with with the Mavs. But anyway, you're uh, well. You, have, you never know, guys. I mean, this we've we've been down that road before with with DeAndre signing yeah. right away with the Mavs. Are we sure he's actually going there? So you have the list of all the signings so far. Can you rattle I do. this off quick? I do. So 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 far as of as of last night and early today, so guys staying put. So obviously the big news who we're gonna be getting into more. Paul George, uh, at a party with Russ and Nas in the, you know, party capital of OKC. I'm sure that's as a child, that's exactly where he dreamed he'd be signing at one of his big contracts and celebrating a Monumentous moment in his life. Signed a four-year, $167 million deal with the Thunder. KD signed a two-year, $61.5 million. It's a one-and-one, essentially. Chris Paul, four years, 160 with stay with the Rockets. Rudy Gay is going back on a one-year to the Spurs. Uh, the Nuggets signed both Nikola Jokic and Will Barden. Uh, Jokic got a five-year, the mat, like that extended max, one forty-six and a half. Will Barton four for fifty-four. Aaron Baines going back to the Celtics for two years. Derrick Rose returns to the Timberwolves on a one-year deal, and because of that, gets his fourteen and a half million from Adidas. Uh, Gerald Green, one-year deal back with the Rockets. Joe Harris going back to the Nets on a two-year deal. Jeremy Grant joined the signing party with the Thunder, three-year, 27. And then Fred Van Vliet, just today, he signed a two-year, $18 million extension. Or not extension, a two-year deal with the Raptors to go back. And now for guys that moved. So we have Ed Davis going on a one-year deal to the Nets. Omari Caspi going to the Grizz on a one-year deal. 
Bellinelli, new team, but an old team, returning to the Spurs on a two-year, $12 million deal. Uh, Doug McDermott, three years, $22 million to the Pacers. What up, Dougie McBuckets? Uh, Ariza, this is one of the surprise ones, was a one-year deal for $15 million to the Suns. The Glenn Robinson, just a couple minutes ago, two-year, $8.3 million deal reportedly with the Pistons. And then, as we said, DeAndre, one year, $24.1 million. And I'm pretty – yeah, I don't think there's any other major – I didn't miss any, right? There's, I don't think so. The Bucks didn't sign anyone last night, so that was that – was Oh, good. they they signed one guy. No, I don't think so. I, uh, I, I, don't, I didn't see anything yet. You don't want to talk about Ursan? I don't want to talk about Ursan. Fuck. We the can... motherfucker is on the fucking bugs. God yeah. damn it. God damn it. I, I I laughed pretty hard when I saw that. I let out an audible just like fuck the minute I saw that. It just damn it. <laughs> yeah. Ersan Eliasova signed a three year twenty one million dollar deal with the Bucks, but better than the Bulls though. He actually does provide some spacing. You don't have to play Snell quite as much. I think he's better than Tony Snell. Tony, no, I mean, he's more of the Jabari kind. I mean, if they do end up doing a sign trade or do something with Jabari, I feel like he kind of fills some of Jabari's role a little bit, but. Sure. God, I just hate watching him play basketball. I know you do, and you're going to watch him play so much. I'm going to play so much. Like, that's the issue. It was kind of a fun, like, oh, I don't like this guy, and I don't have to really watch him as much. I mean, I still guess I don't have to, but when he's playing on the same team as my favorite player, it's how much Bucks basketball. It's like all this is going to do is just guarantee me disliking him more. Oh, you're gonna you're going to hate him so much. He more will be on. He will be mentioned on this podcast far more than he had been prior. I think he was super good with the Sixers at the end of, the, of last year. I'm optimistic. I don't think I I'm I'm not a really an Urson hater like you are, but He's, you and I are gonna have this battle many many times over oh, the next year. So yeah. we're not gonna spend the time on him. Let's right move. Now. Let's move to Paul George because that was definitely the in. The biggest surprise, I think. Uh, I mean, we'll get to Chris Paul, too, because he signed one hell of a deal to go back to Houston. But Paul George, who hits 10 years of service in two years, signed a three-plus-one contract, year contract, with the Thunder. He can go back with a player option in the fourth year if he wants to, worth $137 million. If you're going back to OKC, why aren't you signing? Like, I understand if you do a, a one-plus-one or a two-year deal. And then you try to cash it in a, on a max in two years. But if you're not, if you're not going to do that, then why not just sign a five-year max deal now? This seems like it's in between those two time frames, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's such a gift for Oklahoma City. Uh, wow. I, I mean, but if you're Oklahoma, if you're Oklahoma City, you got to be thrilled. Well, yeah. No, I mean it's huge. I mean I think. And we got to have his party too, because that was yeah. Russ outrageous. having a party, and that's like kind of they came out and announced the Thunder officials were there, meeting with him, kind of like a very uh, entourage type of scenario as far as like like Nas or ballers, is like yeah, straight out of like an episode of Ballers or Entourage, like this signing, except for the fact it wasn't like in L.A. or somewhere like a big city; it's in Oklahoma City. That right. this is all happening, but yeah, uh, so yeah, essentially, Russ threw him a signing signing day party, uh, <laughs> but it's I was pretty surprised. I mean, it makes sense to me, like the structure of it, the three and one, just because of it. Essentially, it it puts him and uh, Russell Westbrook on a similar timeline, deal wise. Because Russ will have uh, four years, and he's got a player option uh, in twenty-two in the 2022-23 season. So essentially, like, yeah, if Paul George ended up going through three years, picking up his player option, staying with Russ, you know, things are rolling good. Then Russ has the ability then to opt in or opt out after that if Paul George ended up leaving after that. So... I think it's something, yeah, those two guys must have been talking and 
figure out something. I mean, it's but it's it's a big win for the Thunder as far as looking at just their window and everything. Now they have the issue of washed up Mello and what they'll do there, but uh, I do not. I, I was not expecting. You know, when this started, it being like right off the bat, like a boom, Paul George staying. I thought yeah, we were going to get dragged out a little bit more. But but earlier yesterday, there were rumblings with like his barber tweeting out that Oklahoma yeah. City fans should be Happy. you know ready for some great news. And this party going on, and you knew Paul George was in Oklahoma City while Russ is throwing a party. And it just seemed like you knew by by the afternoon yesterday that Paul George is likely going to resign. And it's crazy to think about that because since last summer when he got dealt to Oklahoma City, before he got dealt to Oklahoma City, it was L.A., 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 nothing else. That's where he's going. And now he's staying in Oklahoma City, a small market, and didn't even sign the full max there. So it's it's bizarre. I do, I do get him kind of being synced up with Russ's contract now and – Obviously, he probably doesn't want to stay there if Russ isn't staying there. But right, we could see those two guys try to figure out how they're going to exist. And hey, maybe they can. Like if Oklahoma City, like if if those are your two guys, maybe you find a better balance of Paul George having the ball in his hands more. Um, yeah, and and because I think that's been the problem, and it you know the way that their the last season ended for them was. This is with Paul George putting up, I think, five points against the Jazz and like two of sixteen shooting, and Russ shooting forty three times. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, the other part of this too is I think by him doing a the three and one because I don't really foresee him actually staying for that fourth. You know, it would be no, no. But so essentially, if you lose it, there's like a three year deal for him to stay in OKC. It gives it times up well for him to get one more max deal one yeah. more big deal after this contract uh because he'll be a 31 after the third third year of that deal so uh that's speaking of signing big contracts when they're in their 30s chris <clears throat> paul yeah 40, four years 160 million dollars didn't get the full five though. He didn't get his full full deal uh which is smart on houston's part but this still seems like a lot of money to me yeah, For a guy, I, you really can't play more than thirty, you know, low thirty. Whose health game. has been a concern? Yeah, I was never uh, like in on this as far as just being. Uh, oh yeah, this is good. I don't think anyone really is going to be looking at this deal and saying, "Oh wow, yeah, Houston got a great deal." I mean, just because I think the win for them is they didn't have to go to the fifth year; they only had to do the four. But I think at the same time, we all understand they this is really their only move. Like, they have to go in this direction because do, you do want to keep Chris Paul. But with a guy with the health concerns he has, yeah, you look at this and you're, you're hoping probably you're, – you're realistically looking at this and you're hoping that they win a – you're winning a championship in one of those first two years of this. Then the next two years of this deal, they're able to beat the Warriors, win – you manage his minutes as best as possible, but I think anyone in Houston would say if they're able to win a, a chip here in the next two years, that back end of a older Chris Paul probably sharply on the decline. Uh, I think you'll take that that kind of a, a scenario. So no question, I agree with that. The and- the bigger blow with it all though is that they sign that, and and the losing of Trevor Ariza I think is is crazy to me that he I mean. Good for him, but to, to do a one-year in Phoenix, it's almost, though, as, like, that loss has a bigger impact. Him his signing there, I think, has a bigger impact than, yeah, what your contract is with Chris Paul. So they were able to sign Gerald Green back, so maybe Gerald, Gerald Green's going to take more of that. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what Houston does to try to the remaining of this this little window here, if they can, what other moves they can really make? Because there was talk about Ariza going somewhere else, but I thought he would he would stay. Uh, so that is a that I think was the the biggest blow as far as contenders go thus far. 
just having that in that 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 go down, especially to uh, yeah, the the freaking Suns who aren't really gonna do much. It's more of we just lost a a a gun for one of the contenders, uh, some ammunition, and he just kind of goes off to a spot that isn't gonna really have much of an impact on the league. Well. If we just kind of look at the timeline for all of this, it all started with LeBron opting out. Yeah. Because that kind of took away the option of, of the Rockets being able to acquire him. Right. It would make things very difficult otherwise, I, and I don't know how they would have made it work. But as soon as he opted out, they knew that they weren't going to get LeBron. If they're not getting LeBron, I think that the next you either are blowing it up, which you're not going to do that with James Harden. No. In his prime. So that means you run it back because, you know, we talked about this at nauseum over the last month. They were right there going yeah. to the – had an opportunity to go to the finals. were right there, and if Chris Ball is healthy, maybe they do it. But now you gotta, you got to try to run it back, which, you know, Capella is restricted. It's a question mark of how much money they're willing to go because at some point, like, they're going to be, you know, with – CP3 making $40 million plus, and then you've got uh, James Harden, who's even more than that, I believe. Yeah. They're going to be so deep in the luxury tax with Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon's contracts still on the books, and even you still got to pay Capella. So now they're, you know, they're meeting with Capella. I would envision him going back there, especially since he doesn't really have – LA could throw money at him now, but Boogie is like the guy that they're targeting. Um, yeah, and so that he's he's probably going to be going back to Houston. They're just going to run it back, uh, but that well, means Ariza it was not going to get anywhere close to fifteen million from Houston. Yeah, just for and this so year, I, right. I I totally get him signing a, a one year deal with the Suns. Oh yeah, it he just doesn't a huge have blow. Yes, it's, it is a huge blow for Houston. They're going to, like, P.J. Tucker has, was great last year, but he isn't, like, the he isn't as good. He's a great defender. He's, I, I don't think, I wouldn't put him in the same class as Ariza. No, not as a shoot, no, not as a three and D dude. No, I, um, what it really does, I think the priority for Houston's going to be now is that they're going to need to really find a way to move that Ryan Anderson contract and bring good back. Luck. Something, yeah, I know. No, I mean it's they're gonna have to attach a pick and some other asset. I'm not really sure what else would entice a team, but I mean it's almost like yeah, you either find a guy that you can get for a year out there. I just don't know a, a great fit. Uh, there was nothing I'd have to look at it more, but. That kind of becomes, I think, their priority right now is to try to bring in something, someone else that can help in that with Ariza's loss because I'm not sure what Ryan Anderson, like Ryan Anderson, that deal is going gonna, is gonna to hurt them in some ways. So who, who they're able to, to work around and who, who they can find. I mean, there's some other bad deals out there, I guess. I mean, maybe there's a nice your crap for our crap becomes – it you know, works out better bas- basketball wise for two yeah. teams, but two years. I don't 40, know what that is. Two years, forty-two million left on that deal. Yeah. And the other thing too is like get Luol Deng. Do the Luol Deng for Ryan Anderson. Maybe uh, Luol's got a little something left for in the the tank. Maybe I haven't seen that guy He's, play basketball. Yeah, he was pretty rusted last year, so. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're gonna. I don't know if they can they can move Ryan, but it, they they're gonna try. I mean, they, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean the other. Gotta, <clears throat> go ahead. Well, I guess this is kind of moving into the, with the KD signing though too. Is that so? KD only signing a two year deal was, and that's a one on one. Yeah, it's player option second year. So that part kind of. As far as some of these go, like that, I it definitely raised my eyebrows. Him only doing the two, doing a one-on-one deal because maybe that's what Houston's looking at too. Is like maybe maybe KD's gonna leave. There's the the rumbling, not the rumbling, but there's that one report Friday morning of LeBron reaching out to KD. Right. There's then conflicting reports after that then said that that, that never happened about 
KD and LeBron teaming up in uh, LA. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, does it does it work out in any which way that KD's just keeping his options open? He's he's following the LeBron playbook of just doing these one on ones, and when he wants to to leave this whole thing, he can because. I kind of feel like he like I'm I'm I know we talked about this a few episodes ago and us putting on a bet like he's the guy I see leaving of this group just because he's he's oh it's always really been the Warriors and him and he just has kind of like been his own silo in a way because that thing can run on its own so I'm, maybe that's what Houston's looking at this as is like we don't know if the long term. Longevity of the Warriors core, not, you know, they're not really appearing yet to all sign those long-term deals. You have Chris Paul, you have all this other cast, and you like your point earlier, it's how close they really were in that finals. If 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 they look at that Western Conference finals, like, well, they only have Kevin Durant, we definitely can beat them. Well, the other thing with that too is that we don't like clay has been pretty vocal about being willing to accept less money to stay with golden state the rumblings with draymond have been that he wants a max and if they're gonna they already got steph on the on on the books with a max contract you throw draymond on there and even if you have kd taking a little bit less money and clay taking quite a bit less then you're still going to be you're approaching the hard cap there. Like you don't have a ton of money left over with those four dudes. So um, you know something's going to give with them eventually. And if you're the Rockets, you you now got two guys and a system and a roster that fits really well with it. Even with losing Ariza, uh, they're just going to have to find someone that can kind of play that role and who that's going to be. Um, you know, PJ Soccer is probably going to get more minutes. Gerald, I think Gerald Green will. I think the Gerald Green will get more minutes. He was yeah. he was good, good for them. He's just not a great defender. Um, yeah, well, I think that's kind of hope. Maybe they're going to be fine. There. They won sixty-seven games last year. They're yeah, they're going to be near the top of the West, and the West is going to be so so damn good next year. Like, yeah, we, we haven't really talked about the Nuggets that much, but like the Nuggets' entire core outside of Paul Millsap, they're just going to be better. That team is going to be a playoff team, barring injuries next year, and we're getting Will Barton. They need back. to be a playoff team, damn it! Like, oh, that's they just... have to, <laughs> like they're gonna. I mean, they're in the luxury. They're in the luxury. Oh, oh, oh boy! Uh oh! I'm a... <laughs> Well, while uh, I wish that I had an ad to read while this is going on, but uh, I'm just gonna go on. I get to host my own podcast for a little bit. This is probably what a, P, a position that PJ would probably be better suited in, but but I'll do my best. Uh, so Will Barton, uh, well, we've talked ad nauseum about Will Barton with a uh, friend of the pod, Will Ducey, over the last couple months because he was really the big question mark with them. Uh, I was surprised to see him get signed for four years, coming back to the Nuggets. They're 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 really going for it. Which if you're you're Denver. If you're a Denver <laughs> fan, you're pretty stoked. Oh man, I, I was enjoying giving, doing my own thing there for a while. Because yeah, I was going a in on, solo pod. I was going in on the Nugs. Uh, I was gonna say that I mean, I was just about to bring up how LeBron may be reaching out and trying to get a meeting with the Nuggets today. And yeah, LeBron, LeBron on the Nuggets would be would be interesting. I have no idea how they would be able to shed enough cap room to actually make that work. But uh, well, they'd have to get rid of Wilson team. Chandler's deal i think they'd have to get rid of wilson chandler and um arthur and uh their other expiring kenneth free they'd have to get all rid of all three of those guys somehow yeah i mean i know some some teams with some cap space that could absorb some of those contracts if you have a draft pick available to uh, give up as i said or two think you'd probably have to give up give up light in from last year for sure you'd have to give up um beat malik beasley yeah yeah but there's there's a way i mean yeah denver's got a, a path that they could if that's somewhere the problem want to really yeah they could they could make it happen uh, it'd be i'd be, be a really interesting 
move on his part. I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be anxiously awaiting the the tweet from someone saying that they actually got a meeting with. Yeah, that's really it, where it's up people, in the air because, well, yeah, you even look at LeBron with like I, the original report was he's meeting with Philly today in L.A., but now I think it's just Rich Paul and some other members of the LeBron camp that are meeting with Philly. So we're, what LeBron is really, really up to, but is kind of the uh, the biggest questions we still have. Uh, but I do, I really do like the uh, the Denver. Denver's in a good scenario, like going for it's it's. It was really with them. It's been. All right, who of this? Who's going to remain on this core? And they've had the Fareed deal, the Chandler. They've had these other pieces where it's like if you move them last year, the year before, it would have been great. You could have maybe moved that window or advanced that window forward. But now you're almost in a scenario where, yeah, you guys, you have to make the playoffs. You got, you're hoping to see all these, the guys they are committed to within that core elevate and. Yeah, then you're kind of on that other side of it where you do have a lot of a lot of options going forward. Uh, to be able to, if it's not LeBron, there could be another superstar down the road that they could attract in free agency to come into that that nest of of players they've they've built up so far. Right. Um, we should uh, we should talk about Dallas briefly because now with getting uh, DeAndre Jordan coming onto that team. They're no slouch in the West either. I mean, I'm mm. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not saying that they're going to be a playoff team necessarily because I I don't think that that's in the cards next year. But if Luka Doncic is as good as everyone thinks he's going to be, and um, and you get Deion, like classic DeAndre on that team, you got some young talent there. Who it knows? Is, like I they're mean, they're mm. and Harrison Harrison Barnes is okay you know he's a good scorer he'll get you some buckets he does not going to do a ton else but i i just think that team is is significantly better having gotten yeah okay but, right now yeah all right I'll, I'll play i'll play with you in this, this this conversation here so who do you think of the the eight playoff teams from last year who do you think they make a run at and like who i like, are we going to assume Kawhi's out of San Antonio and we're – San Antonio's not – like, we're going to let that, that spot open up in the playoff teams? I think that it uh, – honestly, it's some of the – like, if they actually ended up getting Saric and Covington. So if they're doing from, a deal – they're moving They're moving Kawhi to Philly is what you're saying. Yeah, if they ended up moving – Kawhi to Philly, and they got a few like decent pieces back, which they they would have to 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 make that deal happen. I could I don't I think the Spurs would still be a playoff team. They made the playoffs last year. They were the they were the six. I I believe they were the six seed, seven yeah. seed, seven seed. They were seven. They were the seven seed without when Kawhi played six games. You know, they, well, that's a bit, yeah. That's, that's the only team, team. That's the only team I see really dropping out. If you're well, going, Port, Portland's a question mark just because, like two years ago, they weren't weren't nearly the team that they were last year. I don't think that they're exactly the model of consistency. We don't know if Nurkic is coming back yet. Although yeah. it's looking increasingly more likely that he's going to come back, just because there aren't Where many suitors for big men out there. Yeah. But if if they're rolling the same team back, I don't I don't know if necessarily Portland's gonna be gonna make it. Uh, I'm you know I'm not a huge Utah believer. I, I like Joe Ingles. Uh, um, Gobert has been injury prone in the past. If Gobert all of a sudden goes down, yeah. And if they don't re-sign Derek Favors, then is that team gonna be there? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess we still have to see too. With, I mean, there's obviously a ton. I don't know if I'm ready to convince myself that Dallas just adding DeAndre Jordan is not, and Doncic is a, that's enough to move them. What's that? Almost like 
yeah, seven I, spots up. Like, I don't think so either. But I, th- I do think that a starting lineup of Dennis Smith, Wes, Wes Matthews, Doncic, Dirk, and uh, DeAndre Jordan, like that's not that's not bad. Or, I'm forgetting uh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes would probably start at the four, and Dirk would come off the bench. But it's not bad. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think, think it's. I think it's. You have to know how good Doncic is. You have to know how good Doncic is. On a given night, you're last year. You're counting the Mavs as a as a win, and I think next year it's not going to be that easy. Sure, it makes sure. it a little bit tougher. I mean, yeah, but, they're gonna move. They're gonna move out of the the tanking slot. I think as far as teams go. Uh, right. Looks like the Suns are kind of that same direction. Uh. But yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy just looking at the the teams the the shifts that there have been as far as guys leaving to new teams. Uh, you know, Kawhi is really that piece. Like if it, if the Spurs end up moving him to an Eastern Conference team, that uh, that helps. But like the West hasn't lost any of the talent that it, it had last year to this point. So it it really is. It's tough for me to to convince myself that yeah, just adding those couple pieces on the Mavs will will change that a ton right now. I because I don't even know if they're better than well, yeah, they're probably better than the Clippers now. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're I think they're better than the Clippers just because, I mean. Clippers are gonna ha- are to have so many guards even after trading Austin Rivers. They just they've got a lot. They got a lot of jam logs there. Yeah, Gallinari. I do not think that you can really count on him playing. You know, eighty games. Or it's can't really count on him playing sixty games, let alone eighty. Um, yeah, I don't know about them. I don't think that they're gonna be in the running this coming season either. Anyway, we should. We should talk a little bit about some some so some other guys still left on the market. I think JJ Redick and everything having to do with the Sixers. That's going to be. I haven't heard any rumblings about what's going on with JJ. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is interesting and someone that we should probably talk about because yeah. Well, so go ahead. I guess I want to structure this a little like. So yeah, there's the boogie. How do you want to structure this, PJ? Well, so there's the two parts. There's the boogie, and then there's LeBron. And the Kawhi stuff, and and really the the next moves that are, major moves that are going to happen of, because yeah, like what you're saying as far as the boogie, the report boogie going to L.A. or meeting with L.A. Well, there are also hit. reports that it was very likely that he was going to be going back to New Orleans, and right, and that obviously hasn't signed anywhere yet. But so well, I guess the thing is the Nick Wright report that he's saying LeBron's made his decision. He's announcing on Tuesday, right? Now there are more reports coming out saying that that is not true, and that <laughs> God, so who this knows? Something is so fucking wild. It's it's silly. It's so because how I'm looking at it, and this is how I want to really include the boogie piece in there is like. Doesn't Kawhi have to get traded first now before anything get else happens, like major? Like, Kawhi has to be the next domino that falls. I Unless agree. Boogie's staying in, in New Orleans, you know? Right. But if Boogie's in between staying in New Orleans or, you know, maybe L.A., it's – I think then you're, you're waiting to see if Kawhi goes. And then, you yeah, you see what, what's left, but then it's a Kawhi, LeBron, Boogie – the, that's your your big that's your three for for the Lakers, right? Which still, I mean, still risky. With you got two guys that are coming off injuries, but I think yeah, you're. Kawhi is healthy. It sound. I mean, hope he's he is. Fine. Yeah. No, he. I'm not. He he'll be fine. I'm not. I don't think there's a need right now to question that. There's been nothing to say that he's not going to be. Right. Ready to go next season. The Lakers Lakers are meeting with Clint Capella today. So that's interesting. I don't but Yeah, see all this kinda to me still feels like a they got we gotta know where Ka- Kawhi's going. 
what's happening with Kawhi before anyone else really moves because <clears throat> otherwise I just don't see why, what LeBron does <laughs> until he knows what's going on with Kawhi. Right. I don't I mean I, I think that he's very In, his decision is going to very much so hinge on Kawhi, but you know, this was just recently reported also, um by Woj that uh the Sixers aren't making Markel Fultz even available in trade talks with the Six or with the Spurs, which in my mind is very is very surprising. I don't mm. really, I don't know. Like, well, I think the guy's I, a great talent. He was an unbelievable prospect coming out of college. But if you can get Kawhi Leonard, yeah, but for a year, I think it's teams got to know if they can. They're going to have him for more than a year. Not if, if you get LeBron. Good. I think that if you're if if you get Kawhi to the Sixers, you're going to get LeBron to the Sixers, and if you're getting LeBron to the Sixers, then who cares how long you're keeping Kawhi? Not to mention, it's still a big market, and I think that Kawhi very well may re-sign there. Yeah, I mean, Paul George is signed with the Thunder, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I just, yeah, I think, but I don't think that I think if the Sixers treated Marco full like. I understand, like, giving Sarge, Covington, some of that, and, like, some picks maybe, like a pick. But I'm not really going to give you a, a crazy deal for, for Kawhi unless I know he's re-signing. So, yeah, it would have to be Kawhi saying, oh, if LeBron comes there and I re-sign, I, I would re-sign. And then they go, well, Kawhi said he's going to re-sign if, if you come here. Then you're good. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. I. But yeah, LeBron and Kawhi got to talk, I guess. I like, because it would that would work out for the Spurs. That's the lane you would you would go is you want to move into Eastern Conference team. Right. I think for NBA that'd be great if he went to an Eastern Conference team. It would help with uh, help things out. But then you get yeah, basically Philly, Philly v Boston for <laughs> the next like four years. Right, so this is Jordan Schultz on Twitter reported, a source close to LeBron James says that James has not made any decision yet and that it would be completely false to assume otherwise. So we've got conflicting reports here. Yeah, you guys got conflicting reports all over the place. I have a very difficult – I mean, if he had made a decision, he would not be going around and meeting with – he wouldn't be meeting with the Sixers. He wouldn't be meeting with L.A. Maybe he made a decision when he was in the order for lunch during the meeting. Yeah, maybe. I've made my decision. I'm going with the turkey club. You know, I needed to go to my decision cave to make this very difficult decision of what I'm going to have for lunch today. I, I go there every day. It's a it's a, it's a a really uh, special place. You know, decide so what, what you're going to have for lunch. The only other news I think that's, that's come out in the NBA that's non-free agency related is with Devin Booker. Uh, so yeah. The Suns cut Tyler Ulis earlier today, who played at Kentucky. Friend Devin of Booker's alma mater and one of Devin Booker's best friends on the he team. He played with Booker. They yeah. were same class freshman year. Yep. And Tyler Ulis stayed for a sophomore year and then ended up coming to the Suns next year. And so they're they're obviously super tight. They cut Tyler Ulis today. Devin Booker's up for gonna be up free agency after next season. Not a great idea. Like I don't really understand. Like he's your starting point guard, forty games last year. Uh, you but you cut him. Like I, why not send him to the G League? It it's very odd to me. I feel like there's got to be something else going on there. But um, what did you think of that, Peach? Uh, I mean, I don't. It's weird to me that yeah, if the Suns knew like the relationship they have, they would do it. And it doesn't. I haven't seen like why it was a, a necessary move for them to make. But at the same, like it's it'd be wild to me if Devin Booker's like, oh, I'm not going to sign this deal because you cut one of my best friends. Also, he's restricted, so he doesn't really have a choice. Who are you talking about? An extension? Yeah, for oh, I just Booker. mean even even if he didn't want to sign an extension, it's he's gonna be he's gonna hit restricted free agency, so that's he doesn't really have a choice. Is what I'm getting well, at. Yeah, I'm just but like still, in general like, being like, no, I'm done his, with. 
I'm done with you, sons, because of that. But yeah, and we've learned that you can force your way out. It's yeah. pretty not a difficult thing to do. And I mean, this isn't the first time the sons have really. Because the only thing I could think of with this, why he'd be like out, upset and it'd be coming out in the report, is if for some reason, yeah, which the sons have done before. I mean, they made this with the Morris twins, and like. Oh yeah, you sign for this and like basically get a discount for Marcus Morris, uh, and then they end up trading him soon after. Uh, pissed off Markeith and reason he got traded. Yeah. So if you, maybe there was something where like, yeah, they had a conversation with Devin and Devin's like, oh, you know, what about what's? You know, we're definitely gonna have Tyler back, right? And they're like, yes, and then they dump him. I could see that kind of a, a broken promise being why. But otherwise, I mean, part of it's a business, and you just should. It, it just would seem wild to me if a guy would truly be like, "Yeah, I'm out" because of something like that. But certainly not what the the Suns uh, should be doing is pissing off their best player. Yeah, I th- that was very very surprising. It's weird. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I think that's everything. Well, there's also that Jimmy Butler. Uh, oh, news too. So Derek Rose coming back, and uh, let's just keep. Apparently, they there was another report that they were looking yeah, at. Like, um, they're in talks about doing an extension with him. Yeah, so they're gonna offer Jimmy, Jimmy the max extension that they can offer him on July 9th, uh, which is not not really news. But the the real question is, is if Jimmy's interested, which you know. It's not a huge fan of Andrew Wiggins, and they they have not they have not coexisted well together up to this point. Yeah, you're I'm pretty worried about that. Jimmy's gonna be hasn't been a, a ton of it. Like obviously last year he still had another year left on his deal, so there hasn't been too many too many conversations around what Jimmy's gonna do and where he'd go if he left Minnesota. But it's gonna be interesting year for the Timberwolves I think yeah what what moves they kind of make in this too is yeah they're uh, they're I guess you could call them an active uh, character within this this free agency circle since they're uh, they don't yeah have a, a perfect I don't think I don't know if things are they Anyone definitely don't have, have a perfect have roster. A perfect roster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got some holes. But, uh, a lot of bulls. A lot of bulls though. Yeah, it's a there was a there was a lot more I guess yeah, major stuff that, that came out uh last night, like you were saying, kind of the, to bring it back to where we started it. Uh but I'm wondering, yeah, what do you think is gonna be the, the next big move that of everything? Is it we get the LeBron decision or Kawhi because I'm convinced it's the Kawhi. Like the Kawhi piece to me, I feel like that has to happen before we we know anything else. I don't think that I think that LeBron will make his decision before Kawhi gets traded. It just doesn't seem like there's much traction, and that LeBron's going to end up making his decision before that happens, and then him trying to get that team to trade for Kawhi after. Or but is he only making that decision if he knows that teams can get Kawhi? I think that he's going to go to a team that is committing to then trying to get Kawhi. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It just there's not a lot of chatter about the the Spurs actually being interested in trading Kawhi to someone. It just doesn't seem like the Lakers or the Sixers are giving them what they want. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's it's a weird, because, well, I think his Kawhi's camp's really pushing the L.A. thing, and I would, if I'm a, if I'm the Celtics or the Sixers, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not going to bring my best offer if really it's, it's L.A. or nothing. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, we're probably, we're recording this now, hopefully nothing too major, I guess, breaks. Until the next couple of days, I mean, yeah, if LeBron's decision is really on Tuesday, I think we'll probably have ourselves another quick pod here to to come up with some more stuff. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm just I thought 
if you would have asked me a day ago, I would have told you that I thought Paul George signing to the Lakers was going to be my <laughs> prediction. Yeah, that would have. I would Never have thought mind. that. Yeah, I would have. I definitely was convinced that that was happening. Um, but I also thought the Kawhi would have been traded by now. Well, there and was that push on. There was the push was on Friday, and now it's like. I thought there was the push on Friday, and then nothing happened Friday. So I'm like, all right, well, my my attention shifted towards the Paul George stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, let's see if Paul George is the first. If he goes L.A., all right. Then there's that push. Well, then it doesn't really become a push. Then it, it, things kind of go back because, you know, you could see if it's just LeBron this year. It's just LeBron and Paul George. It kind of seemed like that was uh, potential for just this year, and then you know you try to add Kawhi next year. Uh, so yeah, the Paul George option not being on the table, it it really is crazy. It is, it is crazy that he just was like, oh, well, we're good with OKC. So what's going to be really interesting is if Boogie ends up resigning with New Orleans, and yeah. If- because if that happens and, let's say, Kawhi, the Spurs are just, they're crickets with, they're just not getting traction with, in trade talks, then LeBron has a decision to make. Is he going to go to L.A. or stay in Cleveland, hoping that those teams could then make a deal for someone, specifically Kawhi? Or do you just, do you maybe go to Philly where there are more question marks around his fit with that team, um, but with no question more established talent than the Cavs or or the Lakers currently have on their roster. And um, yeah. you know, I still think he's going to go to L.A. I still think that L.A. is. You know, I was thinking a lot about this yesterday because the Spurs just have so much leverage here. They really, like, the, the Lakers want to trade for Kawhi and they want to trade for Kawhi soon so that they're a bigger draw for LeBron. But in order to make that trade happen, the Spurs are, you know, I'm sure that they're asking for a King's Ransom here. Like, they, why not ask for Lonzo, Brand, or, you know, Brandon Ingram, um, Kuzma, a future first, who knows what else? Because I think that there could be a lot. Um, I mean, they just, they have a lot of pieces that they could throw their way, but it's sounding like Brandon Ingram's just not on the table, which if you're the Lakers, obviously you don't want to give up Brandon Ingram, but I don't think this deal happens if he's not on the table. Uh-huh. And the Spurs, the Spurs can wait them out. They, it's yeah, really, right. The Spurs no don't benefit. have to settle on a deal. I think they're settling more you know, deadline time of this, you know, trade deadline time, you you maybe they, they take less just to get something. But, yeah, right now they have no reason to uh, not take a deal they're, they're comfortable with. Um, well, we're, we're going to find out, and you're coming up to Minnesota next week, so we can talk about that in person. Yerp. But uh, have a great rest of – rest of the weekend here Peach. enjoy uh free agency i hope you know i'm sure that as soon as we publish this something major will break and lebron will just sign another one and one with that'll the, just be the calves i you know it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest that's his that's like that that's his really like the last yeah like that's his i think worst case is he's goes back there on another one and one and then we do this all again next year it, if he him going back to Cleveland wouldn't surprise me either. Like you said, like if you go back to Cleveland for a year, the East is not is not getting any better. It's not like any big free agents are going yeah. east. Um, you're probably gonna have a tough time beating the Sixers or Celtics with your roster, but you're still gonna be competitive in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Try to flip K Love for something. Who He's. Knows? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, if they're able to mix some stuff up in, on Cleveland's side. Yeah, I guess he wasn't – he wasn't going to – isn't planning to meet with Cleveland in person, but I think 
that's definitely a, and that's what I said. I mean, from most leading up throughout the most of the year, I thought like it made the most. There wasn't a direct perfect fit for him doing the one more year in Cleveland, but then as you see just what that team really is and, and what it, how it performed in the playoffs, it's he's in that scenario where it's just like, yo, I gotta probably get out of here. Like, right. I'm, but the more and more as we're going, it, it feels like is wherever LeBron's signing this year just a punt year? Like, are, can we can we at this point wherever he ends up going, do we still have to expect that he's contending for a title this year? Not if, I mean, if he goes to L.A. and no one else is going with him, they're not contending for a title. That's for sure. Yeah, right. But then what's it, it's weird to think that, like, the expectations are he's not going to the finals again. Because I, I do feel like him wanting to stay in the East and some of it just playing into the – him, him getting that, continuing that final streak, I do kind of think in some small way, like I do feel like that's still important to him as well. No question. I think that's what he wants to do. But. Outside also winning championships, he still wants to do that. Hey, maybe maybe when we're talking on, on you know, we'll probably end up doing a pod, pod Thursday or Friday. Maybe when we're talking then, he'll be a nugget. Who knows? Hells yeah. But, uh... Any shout-outs, Peach, before we call it a day? Uh, just, just China Clay uh, delivering on all that we expected and more from him. He's That's been the uh, – really where my focus has been most of the uh, offseason so far is what China Clay's been up to. China Clay got a little fired up over a pickup game. Yeah, well, you know what happens. He's a competitive guy. He runs that, he runs that country now. He'll save us all, folks. Uh, China Clay, he's he's where he belongs. Him, James Harden's over there now too. Everybody's going over to China. That's not in free agency anyway. Pretty much, that's uh, that's you gotta sell some shoes, baby. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We'll have another pod next week. Enjoy free agency. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the point forward or send us any questions or comments to uh, pointforwardnba at gmail.com. Leave us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Have a great week.